0: You're listening to Hashtag No filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you in trouble. though. Oh, you? yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And right. that's your chronic state. That's <laughs> 24-7. My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in. Welcome to Thursday Night Live. We are live on the Instagram. We are live on the YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to smash that like button. Leave a comment below if you're in the replay crew. And if you're in the live chat right now, let me know where you're watching in from. Hello, Miles. What's going on, Miles? Hey, Miles. Oh, Miles, I actually think you're going to enjoy this art. What's today? What's Thursday, Friday, next week's podcast episode. Miles requested like more. Um, like he wants to see the wellness, or not the wellness, the self-improvement junkie in me. So Miles, I'm I'm delivering. I remember you. Hi, Jesse with the purple hair. Hi, Miss Loopy Lori. Ooh, Miles is from Seattle. And he's a cutie patootie. Aaron D. Hey, Aaron D. Hi, Joe Mendoza. Hi, Christy from Florida. Ooh, Christy, I hope you're staying dry. All my love to everybody in Florida. Hi, Carrie G from Ohio. Yes, Joe, smash the like button just like he how he wishes Michelle or Michaela Maroni smashed him hard. Wow, Joe. That Joe is coming in hot tonight. Um, hello, 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 Megan from Finger Lakes, New York. New York, Renee from San Francisco, my front yard doing yard work, Seattle area. Yes, coffee buzz. Let's get it, get it, get it. Okay. Um guys, you do know that I we're doing two Members only after parties a month. So tonight will be our second of the month of September. Last time we did one on the worst celebrity I've ever worked with. Tonight we're doing one on all of my stories. Thank you so much, Miles, for the badges, my love. I appreciate that. Yes, Redondo Beach. Hello, Redondo Beach. Hi. Is that Danny? Hi, Danny from Redondo Beach. We are doing a members-only after-party after after this live stream, so today we'll be breaking down Real Houses of Salt Lake City and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then after this, we will be going into a members-only private live stream on YouTube, youtube.com slash JustPlainZach. If you can't watch it live, you can always watch the rebroadcast afterwards. But we will be diving into my time working with New Kids on the Block, Donnie Wahlberg, Joey McIntyre, Jordan Knight, what it was like riding the tour bus, um, what it was like hanging backstage with the guys who's my favorite um i've dug up lots of photos that we'll go through and kind of dive into that history hi nanny from barbie or ontario canada wow welcome on in my love um we'll also be chatting about which new kid actually hit on me backstage so lots of fun stories lots of tea to spill wearing my tea spilling professional shirt tonight yes carrie g i love it You guys can grab a a, a merch, a shirt, a ceiling Professional t-shirt at JustPlaneZack.com. Okay. Hi, Mystic Deanna from Los Angeles, Seattle, and in Phoenix right now. Oh, wow. We're from Los Angeles and Seattle and currently in Phoenix. I love it. Okay. Are we ready to dive in? Wit. Oh, my God. Wit. Yes. Wit has the best tweets. We're always tweeting. I love Wit. Drinking my wine. Yes. Which one are you drinking? Are you drinking the white or the rosé? nofilterwine.com guys nofilterwine.com okay so i think we'll start with salt lake city cuz that was like the lesser like i feel like beverly hills was top notch this week those, those is my thoughts those is my opinions those is my feelings so we'll start with salt lake city and then we'll talk about beverly hills and then i'll get you know see what you guys have to say and what your thoughts are and then we'll wrap and do after party so let's get it Let's get it, get it, get it. Okay, so Real Houses of Salt Lake City, the premiere was this week. They are back for season three and OMG. Ooh, look at Renee Rod just signed up as a member right now because Renee Rod wants to join the after party. Yes, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're not yet a member, you can click the link below. It's only 2 dollars a month. You get exclusive live streams, behind-the-scenes vlogs. I have a special vlog from my first time visiting Spotify, dropping this weekend, as well as... Um, an exclusive clip of my interview with Brock Davies, where he gets put in my hot seat and I ask him all about Vanderpump Rules. So those are just some of the fun members, exclusive perks. How do we sign up as a member? Go to just, or uh, sorry, youtube.com slash just or you can search me on YouTube, Zach Peter, Z-A-C-K-P-E-T-E-R. Um, that's my name on YouTube, Zach Peter. So you can go there. There's a link to join. You can become a member on YouTube to join the live stream afterwards. Two ninety nine a month. That's it. That's it. I'm a cheap bitch. Okay. So Salt Lake City. I think I would get. I thought that the premiere was good. I think I'd give it a solid B. I feel like most premieres are boring and they're mainly just like recaps of what's happened since the reunion. Interesting that we get nothing about Jenny Wynn, right? Because remember, Jenny Wynn had her Facebook racism scandal and Jen Shaw was fighting with her and Jen Shaw had a face to face with her and all of that was on, caught on camera. It was all being filmed. They just completely nixed all the Jenny stuff altogether, which I guess I'm kind of cool with. Like, why do we need to rehash it? Why do we need to give her airtime? Like, why do we even need to talk about it? Like, it's kind of just done. She's not on the show anymore. A lot of people said that mary's absence was felt i agree we were definitely missing kooky you know mary who was a little loopy zany um i saw that the the misdemeanor that she was being charged for for harboring an underaged individual those charges were dropped or dismissed rather dismissed without prejudice remember we learned the terms with prejudice versus without prejudice it was dropped with out prejudice so they could be refiled again at some point but it i definitely did miss mary in the in the premiere because she just brought like a fun levity to the show that i think was kind of necessary for salt lake city or it's part of what made salt lake city salt lake city i can do without jenny she was only there for one season i don't think she was like the biggest breakout but i didn't miss mary and brooks oh you didn't miss mary or brooks I we didn't see a lot of Brooks. I don't think we're gonna get a lot of Brooks. I feel like Brooks is kind of he's kinda done, right? Anyway, I thought the the premiere was good. I'd give it a solid B plus. We got to catch up with them. We got a little Meredith versus Lisa moment. I thought it was a solid start. So I wasn't mad about it. Um, I don't believe that Lisa and Heather are friends though. Cause we see the episode open and we see Lisa having lunch with Heather gay and Lisa's like, Oh my God, Heather, I need your help to become friends with, with Meredith again. And I just think Lisa, this entire scene looked like she was hating her life, having to sit down with Heather and Heather's here, like trying to give her real advice. Like, Oh my God, Lisa Barlow called me and she needs help. And I'm just like, No. Lisa is like, I have to be here. I'm playing Survivor at this point. I need to make sure I can keep a job on this show because I need to sell my Vita tequila. And if I have to sit down with Heather, then I'm going to have to sit down with Heather and do what I got to do to get back in with Meredith. But you can just tell Lisa is not like she's like, I don't care about any of Heather's advice. I don't care what Heather has to say. Like Heather, like she just can't be bothered by Heather. And Heather's like trying to be like a genuine friend. Like I think Heather believes when these women are nice to her that they actually want to be her friend. And I kind of feel for Heather because I'm like, girl, like, she's just a little too gullible, you know? But I like Heather. I think um, Heather was right, though. I think Lisa really does feel this way about Meredith. I think the things that she said, calling her a garbage whore who slept with half of New York and, you know, her family's a bunch of posers. I think that's really how Lisa Barlow feels. I think these things have to come from somewhere, whether, you know, you're aware of them or they're kind of deep into your subconscious, they come from somewhere. You've, Thought this, you've felt this, maybe you've been suppressing it, maybe you've been trying to hide it, but I don't believe that Lisa didn't mean the things that she said. Maybe it was a little bit much because I feel like sometimes when we're hurting, we want to hurt other people and we want to say things that are mean. So maybe I think when you lash out like that, there's an element of wanting to like attack somebody's insecurities. And so maybe she was aware that these may be some insecurities for Meredith, and that's why she wanted to hit in those spots. Welcome, Solange. Solange A just became a new member of the Zach pack YouTube memberships yes a launch a welcome on in I love that you guys like welcome her Carrie G muddy grace Aaron T you guys are so sweet we need a Heather as a friend no we don't need a Heather as a friend. Heather's just too kind and too gullible. You don't want somebody that's gullible as a friend. You want somebody that can hold you accountable. You want somebody that's got your back. You want somebody that's a loyal bitch. Like, Heather's a loyal bitch. Like, Heather's probably going to be the only one that goes and visits Jen Shah in prison. And she's going to bring her, like, cupcakes. And she's going to buy her Oreos at the concessions. And so she's, you know... A good friend, but she's also just a little too gullible as a friend, Amy. I have to disagree just a little bit. But I do think Lisa meant the things that she said. I think they came from somewhere. Maybe she wasn't fully aware of it, but Lisa I think feels that way about Meredith. We see Jen Shaw, and she's now living in her modest 400 and, or sorry, 4,500 square foot new home with a smaller closet. Oh, Gasp! So now that we know the feds have seized everything, she can't really keep everything because it has to be, uh, it's now being used towards restitution for her victims. But to me, it's just kind of wild because she's literally showing no empathy for the victims. Um, You know, that this lifestyle afforded her, she profited off of them and yet she has no compassion for them. Won't even acknowledge them. Um, She's making it all about her having to downsize and I'm just kind of shocked that there's no Twitter outrage because I feel like other housewives have had have been ripped apart um, for not having empathy for the victims and not acknowledging that their lifestyle was afforded by crimes and how they profited off of victims and how there's a lack of compassion. And I feel like we're not definitely not holding Jen out to the same standard. Where are the torches and pitchforks for Jen like they were for Erica, though? I agree, Hannah. That's kind of what I'm assuming. Like, I don't see, you know, just because Jen puts on the crocodile tears. I mean, listen, when you're a con artist, you have to pay. You have to get people to like you. Con artists are usually likable, you know, unless I'm wrong. I mean, you know, how did how did Manson get people to drink the Kool-Aid? it wasn't cuz he was unlikable <laughs> um i probably shouldn't compare jen to that but it's just it's just funny that you know there's a do- there's clearly a double standard we're not seeing the hate for jen and here's the thing i don't want there to be hate for anybody you know what i mean i'm not saying that we should show the same hatred towards jen i'm just saying there's clearly a double standard and you know people are clearly you know, not holding housewives to the same standards. Um, and I, I don't want anybody to be mean to any housewife. But I'm just like, so I don't think that anybody should spit their venom at any of these women. Especially, you know, when they're on Twitter just being like, Ugh, the evil people. And then they, you know, have double standards. But anyway, we even see Jen planning this extravagant party for Coach Shaw. You know, because let's not forget, this is a lifestyle that he profited off of from elderly victims as well. Elderly victims that are likely widows, possibly are likely also orphans, because I'm pretty sure their parents aren't around anymore. Um, So... That was an interesting choice to be like, I know I'm fighting. Everyone blames Erica for Tom's crimes, but Jen actually committed crimes herself. And no one says anything. No hate but accountability. But people are like, but Jen Shaw is likable. I mean, listen, I would rather, you know, I don't know, maybe indifferent. Maybe the public just doesn't care enough about Jen Shaw to hate her. But then, but to that point, Joe, it's kind of just like, well... Then when people are over here talking about the victims and saying that they have compassion for the victims and they're doing this all in honor of the victims, Jen Shaw is victims, too. So if we have a heart for victims, I feel like we should have a big enough heart to give the same, you know, level of standard to everybody. I don't know. Just me. Just me. But I just did want to remind everybody that con artists definitely are likable. Um, they don't get away with their cons by not being likable. But anyway, the party was nice. I will say that it was a very nice party. It was a very interesting choice to throw your husband in an extravagant party as you're going to court, and you had your mom drain her savings in order to help you pay for your legal fees. And yet here you are throwing an extravagant party. Like uh, also optics, right? Like why don't we? Why don't we just have a nice family dinner? Being like, listen, kids, Coach Shaw. We're not going to be able to throw the big party that we normally throw. We're not going to be able to have the extravagant life that we normally have. Hi, Sarah Bahu. We're not going to be able to do anything. Um, I mean, Erica's victims didn't lose anything; they just didn't gain more. Jen's vist- victims lost a lot of money. Well, they're not Erica's victims. They're Tom Girardi's victims. They're Girardi Keese's victims. So that we need to clarify that. But I mean, that's kind of true but also it's just you know I just think it's an interesting choice for her to throw a big extravagant party at the premiere. Um, I think she's addicted to the fame. I think she's addicted to the cameras. I think she's going to have a really hard time adjusting without it when she kind of falls into the shadows because she's going to be in prison for quite some time that I don't envision people being interested in her long enough to really see her come back to fruition. Thank you Jenny Friedman for the two badges my love. So I don't know. I just feel like have a nice dinner with the family and be like, look, guys, we can't really do what we normally do, but we want to make sure that we acknowledge your dad and we want to make sure that we have a strong family together. We don't know what the next few months are going to hold. We're going to fight really hard, but we really don't know what's to come. And so we wanted to make sure that we surround you guys with love and we have as much of these true family moments as we can. It's about keeping the family bond together, right? If it's really about the family and not about flashing the lifestyle, then try to have as many family dinners as you can. Try to have as many game nights as you can. Try to make sure that, you know, you instill roots in your kids. If you're not going to be able to be there with them on the day-to-day, like you normally would because you're going to prison, um, you know, then like try to make sure that they know how much you love them and how much, as much as you're going to fight, there is a very real chance. Because we see her say in her confessional that she's scared, and I believe that she has to be scared, right? But that also the actions just don't reflect her being, you know, scared. I don't know. Um, Let's see. What else do we have? We don't see much of the newbies at all in the premiere, which I guess is fine. They'll become part of the... The uh, storyline as they as it develops, we see Whitney leaving the Mormon church, which to me just felt very fake and it felt very forced. And she's like, I'm going to go on the website and I'm going to print out the paper and I'm printing out the paper. And here is the paper and I'm signing the paper. As if this is some big declaration that she's made when it feels like she left the Mormon church quite a long time ago. And this is just kind of one of the last ripping off of the bandaid moments. It just felt way too forced and like she needed to have a moment in the premiere. And this was her way of having a moment in the premiere. Her husband, that job, job may have, he's paying for it. Um, she cares about filming more than her family. That's the unfortunate part is I actually believe that. I actually believe she cares about the show more than she, even though she's using her family as like my kids. And like, unfortunately, it just seems like she's using it to gain sympathy from people. And it's unfortunate. Uh, But back, back to Whitney, very fake, very forced, wasn't here for it. Meredith goes digging into Lisa Barlow and is trying to expose her, even though this expose is in reference to like an old company of hers, I believe. And it's not even about Vita Tequila. Listen, I love Meredith. I've had her on the show. Great interview. Really had a good time with her. But like I was disappointed in her in this finale. Like she's doing too much to act like a real housewife now. And she's just trying too hard to do the most. And I get it. You're upset with Lisa Barlow. Show us your pain. Don't get petty and like try to dig up dirt on somebody and try to spread rumors about them because then that doesn't help you look good either. And it just feels like these women are trying too hard to be housewives. Jen's still trying to keep up with the Joneses by having this party. Whitney is still trying to, you know, have a moment by leaving the Mormon church and making this big declaration on camera. Meredith is trying to dig into. Lisa Barlow and pull up receipts on her, which is just so uncharacteristic of Meredith. It just doesn't feel like her, you know, or at least the side of her that we've gotten to know. But I mean, listen, I do side with her when it comes to Lisa Barlow. I love Lisa Barlow, but like Lisa did have two months to reach out and try to mend things, but she didn't. So I understand Meredith's resistance to like want to, you know, Meredith's resistance to not want to move forward with her I think she just need. I think Lisa just needs to have more accountability again I love Lisa but I just don't think that any of her words about you know she's like this I was hurt and I was angry and I was just in a blind rage like and I didn't think anybody was listening oh well that makes it better like I get it but like it you fucked up and just say I fucked up I'm sorry I said those things. They were awful things. I wish I could take it back. I hope there's a way I can make it up to you. Maybe not now, but I'll take steps towards doing so. I'll try to find a way to make it up to you. I'll try to find a way to make it right because I really do love you. And I think when there's love there, you can work through things, you know, but I think there has to be a give and take. There has to be a bend at some point. There has to be an olive branch that's extended. And I just don't see I feel like Lisa wants forgiveness without actually trying to show atonement, right? I feel like Lisa just wants Meredith to be like, it's okay, sweetie. It's okay. I forgive you. I know you didn't mean those things. I think she meant those things, at least to some degree. Maybe not to the full extent. And maybe she was just saying things to like stretch it out. Um, because when you are in that blind rage, you do want to hurt people because you're feeling hurt yourself. But I just don't think this was it. Mm-mm. Even Seth was taken aback by Lisa. And, and I, I get it. I feel like Lisa probably should have tried with Meredith sooner. I get it. They're on the show. But it's like if their friendship was real, you know, then their friendship was real. Um, Megan Sue says, I felt horrible for Jen's child. On the ring camera, I do not feel bad for Jenner Coach. Yeah, I mean, that was, I am I would be scared for anybody, any child that sees the feds come in and like have guns and all of that stuff. But it's like the feds don't show up unless there is such an extreme case, right? You don't show up guns ablazing if you're not coming after a criminal that you've investigated. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate that her kids are in this position, but their parents put them in this position. I do feel for the kids, though, and I, you know, do you think it was real? Lisa Barlow's tantrum or her apology? I think the apology is not fully baked yet. I think it was a half-baked apology. There wasn't a ton of accountability, but I do think she may have meant some of the things that she actually said in her blind rage. Kathy is taking responsibility for her ramp, but Lisa is not going there. Okay, well let's let's that's a great segue, Stacy. Let's move into real houses of Beverly Hills. Um culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's drizzly So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. And let me know in the live chat whether you're Team Meredith or Team Lisa. I actually hate saying Team this or Team that, but like, let me know what your thoughts are. Because like me, I'm not Team Meredith and I'm not Team Lisa. I like them both on the show. I think they're both incredible characters. I was disappointed in both of them in the finale, though. I like your couch. Thank you. Um, I was disappointed in both of them in the finale. Yeah, no teams. I But I was disappointed in Meredith for going to a, a new place that I just don't feel like is characteristic of Meredith to dig up on people and expose them on the show. And I also feel like Lisa Barlow could have been better at actually trying to prove how much she loves Meredith rather than just saying the words and hoping that it goes away. So let's talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, love you, Zach. Thank you for the much for thank you so much for all your great content thank you I appreciate that love okay Real Houses Beverly Hills I thought this episode was great I thought it was so good way better than Salt Lake City I thought Salt Lake City was good I gave it a solid B I would give Real Houses Beverly Hills an A this episode I know a lot of people disagree with that I don't really care I have so many thoughts about it I thought it was great number one I love Sutton and Erica together I think they're an awesome deal. I love that they ate Popeye's and had sweet tea on China. I love that Erica was like, no, I'm I'm only going to have sweet tea because I'm driving, which, you know, debunks Garcelle's point earlier in the season where she's like, Erica has a drinking problem. I think Erica has a problem. I didn't think Garcelle was genuinely concerned about Erica. I think Garcelle was genuinely concerned about having a storyline on the show and using Erica to make that happen. It's the cheapest shot in the book, right? Calling somebody an alcoholic. How many times have we seen this stuff played out on social media? And I think if somebody were genuinely an alcoholic, like this would be, there would be a pattern of behavior, not a moment of behavior. I liked Erica's vulnerability to this episode. Yes, Stacey, I loved seeing Erica let her guard down. I liked seeing um, her makeup free, chatting with Dr. Jen being honest and open, you know, I think she was even honest with Sutton. I liked that they were both honest with each other and they were both able to have a conversation, Erica and Sutton, where Sutton was like, listen, I just want you to have more compassion and I don't want you to keep snapping at people. And Erica's like, I get that. I don't want to be angry and snapping at people either. But if I tried to explain things to you guys, and if we go back to last season, Erica started off trying to explain things, right? Whose house was she at? She was at somebody's house. It was the scene where Kathy said that she doesn't see color. And it was the scene where she talked about leaving Tom. And she's like, I didn't see it ending this way. I, you know, I thought I was going to hold that man's hand until the end. And she opens up about her divorce. And then all of a sudden, you know, then we get to the the Kyle's Christmas dinner with Teddy. And Erica's like, if he stole the money, I would like to know where it is. She's like, but nobody knows the answers but him. And so I think... Was it Kyle's house? I thought, I didn't think it was. Maybe, I guess it was Kyle's house. I know the Christmas dinner was at Kyle's house. I didn't realize the first dinner where they were sitting at like that wooden table with everybody was Kyle's too. But again, my my brain. Hi, Michael. Hi, Mike. What's going on, Michael? We haven't seen you in the live chat in a minute, my love. Welcome on in. Um. So I, I get where she's like, listen, I tried to answer your questions and then you guys came at me hard. Oh, was it Dorit's house? You guys came at me hard um, and then I started snapping at you because you guys were like grilling me. And so I I get that. And it seemed like her and Satan had a moment where they're like, yeah, I get it. I see it. I see eye to eye, you know, boom. And I think it was nice to see them come together and bond over Popeyes. I don't eat Popeyes. I don't eat gluten or dairy because I'm an LA kind of bitch. But like, I loved it. I, w- I wanted, I wanted, um, I wanted the Popeye. I wanted some Popeyes. I did. I definitely did. I don't think it was Kyle or I don't think it was Dorit's house either, guys, because it was like it was a dated house. The house looked kind of old. I think it was Sutton's house, her old house or Kyle's old house that Sutton was staying in. I don't remember. Someone will dig it up. We'll we'll have to reference back to see where it was. But it was when Erica was wearing that red dress and she was like, I did not see it ending this way. You know, they had fries. I know, Aaron. Oh, my God. Fries are my favorite ever. Fries and popcorn are like my two favorite foods and they're just, oh, I love it. If I could have fries on fine china, I even wanted some sweet tea. And listen, I know Erica wasn't drinking and she's like, I'm driving, but I'm like, mm, I would want a little, next time I would come in an Uber so that I can get a little lit. You're, not going to like that Sutton says on the after show that she doesn't feel like she and Erica can ever be friends. She can't ever trust her. Well, that's unfortunate because I feel like there were so many times when they've had so many good moments. Um, and here's the thing about Erica and Sutton. I feel like they genuinely have a connection and they genuinely are good friends. Like, I think Garcelle and Sutton are friends, but I don't think they have... Like, there's something about Erica and Sutton both being Southern girls and both kind of coming from, you know... Did they both come from Georgia? There's something about it that there just feels like a more organic connection. Um, I just think Garcelle's a lot more guarded. And look, listen, Garcelle's opened up about that. She's like, it doesn't feel easy to be welcomed into the group. When she's beside Garcelle, she says the most... Very true wit. Very true. Very, very true. Um, Okay, let's keep moving on. The Pretty Mess pop-up. That was cute. I thought it was great. It was a really cute idea. I feel like the execution was a little hard being on camera because it's like these women weren't going to show up and have extensions put in their hair, which was the whole point of Erica having a pop-up was so that they can bring their stylist and get their hair done and get the extensions put in. And nobody really put the extensions in because they were already glammed and set for... The event, So I feel like that was a bit of a miss. Um, just execution wise, I just feel like it wasn't something that was going to play well on camera, unless the women were going to come to play ball. I don't think they were going to come, you know, with their hair undone so that they can have extensions put in. But listen, I thought, you know, she was trying to promote her pretty mess hair. She did her press and I thought that was great. Um, And I love that Sutton came in and she's like, listen, I'm supporting Erica. Like, I'm here to say, like, I'm here to support you. And I thought, I, listen, I like the two of them together. I think they have a really nice friendship. It's going to be hard for Sutton, but Erica played her once already, acted like she turned the page, but openly admitted to playing her. Uh, Yes, that was um the boat scene, right? So I get it, you know? I get where she's coming from. I agree with you, Zach. Z- Rina literally wore a wig. Um, okay, Sutton and Garcelle have their own agendas. They're playing the game, and it's like you can't be mad at them because it's a reality show and it's Housewives and you have to play the game. But it's like I just wish, you know, people would stop playing the game. They all play the game, right? Kyle plays the game. Chris, uh, Crystal plays the game. Rina plays the game. They're all playing a game. I think Erica probably plays the game the least, She's the most authentic um, or at least the most herself. And I think that's why she gets the most heat because she is the most herself because she doesn't care to be likable. What did you think of Elton John's appearance? I thought it was cute. I mean, you know, it was a, a nice little moment of levity. So here at the Pretty Mess hair launch, we here we got Rina. Again, talking about her experience with Kathy. We get Dorit saying that she got a call from Kathy where Kathy 1000% owned up to everything. So they both acknowledge that Kathy lied on the Instagram live where she said that she was in the house alone, which we know is not true because Rena was there with her, which she acknowledged in this episode. And she says that she was scared of the wind, which we now know isn't true either because she admitted that she was upset with Kyle and she had this rage towards Kyle. So... We can all agree, like, there's no disputing the fact that she literally went on the E! News Instagram Live and totally lied and was trying to do damage control. So... I think it's it's clear that Kathy wasn't telling the truth and then called everyone off camera to do damage control in hopes that they'd stop talking about it and that it all kind of go away. But then we see Kyle and Kathy have a conversation, which I thought was very endearing. I enjoyed this conversation. I mean, it was kind of uncomfortable, but I enjoyed that they were able to kind of work through their issues with each other. I miss the days when we laughed about leather pants shade. It's all deep all the time. Yeah, I agree with you, Michael. It is just too deep too often and it's not like subtle light shape. Like I liked Crystal's ugly leather pants moment with Sutton last season. I thought that that was, I liked that crystal bring back that crystal. This crystal, this season is just like, We'll get into Crystal. But anyway, I think Kathy called everybody because she wanted to do damage control in hopes that everybody would stop talking about it and she can just, like, move on from it. But I like the scene between Kathy and Kyle. It was awkward because you can tell that, like, there's tension there, right? We read House of Hilton. We know that the mother used to pit them against each other. We know that she used to you know, make them compete with one another. We know that the priorities were always to be famous, to marry rich, to be the star. And I think there is an element where Kyle's star is shining a little brighter than Kathy's. I think Kathy's star was shining so bright and she outshined both of her sisters. Kim's career in in acting had ended and Kathy was now in the Hilton clan. And I just think you know, now Kyle's coming up and standing up on her own. And I think that that's threatening to Kathy. I don't think Kathy wants to see her sister succeed because that's how their mother raised them. When we read House of Hilton, this is what Big Kathy wanted of them, you know? It's what Kathy trained them to be like. So you can't blame them for having these issues with each other. I think it's just a weird dynamic. I think it goes so deep. I don't think it's black and white, but it does appear that, you know, as fucked up as their relationship is, they've agreed to move forward. And it's like, okay, I feel like we kind of just got to accept that. Whatever their reason for burying the hatchet is, I feel like we got to just be like, all right, that's their dynamic. That's their sisterhood. That's their relationship. I got a piece out of this, right? (sighs) And you can tell Kathy had no clue that Rinna was coming over, which to me, it just seemed like production clearly set that whole scene up, right? I don't, like, I'm sure production told Lisa Rinna, um, we're going to have you sit down with Kathy. And they had Kathy say, we're going to have you sit down with Kyle. And then, you know, I just think what a toxic upbringing. Oh, their upbringing. Michael is toxic AF. It's so dark and so twisted. And I can, that's why I believe Kathy really did have this crazy wild meltdown and probably did have this psychotic break. I'm going probably, you know, she speaks in hyperbole that I think she probably exaggerated maybe just a little bit, but um, Kathy was all was about to say, shut up, Kyle, when she was when she said Kyle. Yeah, she gave her the look, Kyle, Kyle. Like she was giving her the eye. So you can tell there's just like that. And Kyle just wants to please, right? I think Kyle's role in their relationship with their mother was like, I just want to be nice. I just want to, I want everything to be nice. I just want everybody to be okay. And I just want to please my mother. And I just want to be a good child. I want to be the good kid. I want to be the good kid. I want to be the good kid. Kim, I think was a bit more of a rebel. And Kathy, I think was just the most unhinged and the most ambitious and unapologetic about her ambition. I don't think psychotic break... Yeah, I think psychotic break is a bit of a stretch, right? I think that term maybe isn't the most appropriate term. Meltdown tantrum is, I think, probably the best way to describe it. And Rena needs to keep out of it. Um, Well... What's up with the hinted feud between Chris Kardashian and Kathy Hilton and backstory? Well, I think, again, it's it's it relates to like what I mentioned about Kyle Star starting to shine and Kathy doesn't like that. And I think that's how it was with with Chris Jenner. Right. I think Chris wasn't in the forefront and now Kim has really come to the forefront and Chris has really come to the forefront and the Kardashian clan has kind of become, you know, more relevant than the Hilton's right now. I mean, Paris is still relevant, but I don't think when you put her next to Kim in terms of like headlines and, you know, just market, I I guess not marketability because Paris's businesses are still doing really well. But I just think the Kardashians have a pulse on the media more than the Hilton's do, right? Nobody looks at Kathy and is like, oh my God, the devil works hard, but Kathy Hilton works harder. No, Kathy Hilton's a trophy wife, you know, she married into money and that's her claim to fame. So I can see where there may be some underlying. T- Listen, that's this world as fucked up as it is. I grew up in L.A. You know, as much as you want to think that you have friends and as much as you want to think that people genuinely care about you, it's shitty because it's like everybody is just out for themselves. So there probably is some underlying tension between the Jenners and the Hiltons or the Hiltons against the Jenners, because I'm sure the Jenners are or are the Kardashian-Jenner clan are, are having their moment. Kathy and Chris are friends. I don't think she's jealous of Chris. That's the thing. Friends doesn't mean anything in this town. Friends doesn't mean a damn thing. We're all friends. We all will take photos on the step and repeat. I mean, I like to think that I'm a real friend and I try to be supportive of my friends and I always want to see them succeed and thrive. Um... But I grew up in L.A., so I've seen these types of relationships. I've seen these types of friendships. Yolanda was great at talking about Lisa Vanderpump and how we have Hollywood friendships, right? So I think that's just what it is. You all, you know, it's just one big circle jerk and you're all... Let's just all be one big, happy friend group. You know, you're my real friends. Yes, I am your real friend. But like, you know me and you know, I'm a real friend, Monique. I'm a real bitch. I'm saying that other people, the transplants, the people that come in here that want to be successful. Everybody's like, how can I use you for social clout? How can I use you to climb the social ladder? It's all about reputation, right? Um, but anyway, I think it's hard when it comes to Rinna in this scene. Because she goes so hard. And I personally think maybe she goes a little too hard. And she's beating a bit of a dead horse at this point. And I think what really killed her was going on social media and hyping all of this up ahead of time. Zach is as real as Rina. Oh, stop. Um... But, like, here's the thing. I think ha- Rinna's beating a dead horse. I think Rina should have just let it play out without going on social media and going on her tirade and posting the text messages early. I think she really should have just let it all play out. And if she was unhappy with how it played out, then go on social media and be like, here's the real truth. Here's what really went down. Because, um, listen, Kathy didn't deny anything. She cops to having a meltdown. She cops to saying mean things. She cops to being awful that night. I got the sentiment that Kathy really just wanted it to go away. You know, that Kathy was just like, I just want to forget this. I want to brush it off. I, you know, she didn't want to face Rena, But then once Kyle's like, "Rena's coming over and this is going to be on camera. She was like, fuck, I can't run now. I have to face it. You know, do you think Kathy threatened legal action against Bravo? I do think so. I do think so. And I think it may have adjusted some of the editing of these last few episodes. I get the sentiment that Kennedy just wanted it to go away, that she was like, oh my god, it's a regrettable moment, I feel awful, and now I just want to move on from it. You know, whether it's how she behaved, or the fact that she got caught, who knows, but she wants to move on from it. She's like, okay, I own it, let's move on. I think it's less embarrassment about how she behaved because I think she probably behaves like this more regularly than we realize. But I think she was just embarrassed that she got caught and it's being talked about on camera. And this hunky-dory character is now getting rattled, right? I think that she was, Rinna exaggerated the story. We'll never know because everything is deleted. Yeah, and I, I think had Rinna not gone so hard early on, it wouldn't have tipped off Kathy, and Kathy wouldn't have been able to, you know, put her hand in the pot, so to speak. Um, We do hear mentions of the names that Kathy calls people. So we don't know what those names are exactly. We hear references to them. Obviously, we know the rumors are that she was dropping racial and homophobic slurs. And that's why the women were so they had such a big reaction to what Kathy was doing and saying, because they're like, this is crazy. Um, But at least in this episode, we hear a mention of Kathy calling people awful names. Now, we also hear that, like, she said that, what, Dorit was dumb and needs to be fired. Crystal needs to be fired. it needs to be fired. We hear all of that stuff. And Rinna said the two that got it the least were Garcelle and Lisa Rinna. And I think Lisa Rena only got it the least because Lisa Rena was the one that was physically there with her. You know, you're not going to be like, you're da-da-da-da-da. But when other people aren't around, that's when you can be like, well, this is what I really think about so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Kathy does act a bit odd, like dementia. I've thought about that. I try to raise that concern on social media, and people didn't really like that I was suggesting that maybe she's starting to go. I mean, she is getting up there in age pressure the stress of being in her family like I would I could see you know Kathy said no lies about three I like to I'm a Doritos fan not the chips but the housewife Crystal is oddly defending Kathy and it's like every single person on this cast that was there that night has admitted to seeing and hearing these things except Crystal Crystal like had blinders on she's like what where's the where's the meltdown where I don't see anything. I don't see anything. It's like, well, girl, look. And I think she saw. I just think she's trying to cover up for Kathy. She totally bombed for me. I think Crystal was a total flop this season. I really liked her at the start. I liked her last season. I liked when she called out Sutton. Now I think she's just coming off like she doesn't know who she is or what she stands for. I'm just like, okay, Michael Jackson is problematic, but it's okay for Kathy Hilton to want to play Billie Jean at the club. Kathy, who's openly said she doesn't see color, which Crest- Crystal took offense to last season with Sutton, and Kathy, who boasts about her friend Michael Jackson, who Crystal's like is so problematic. Like, Crystal has lost all likability in my book. She's She was made a fool of at the start of this season when Sutton said something dark, but she wouldn't admit what Sutton said, and Garcelle and Kyle jerked Crystal around and be like, well, what is she saying? Crystal's like, I can't say it, I can't say it, I can't say it. She looks dumb now, alluding to the fact that she thinks that Rin is a liar when all the women have corroborated. corroborated. Kathy's behavior at the club. And Kathy herself hasn't denied any of it. And Kathy herself incriminated herself by going on E's Instagram Live and saying, I was there alone, and I was afraid of the wind. Obviously, that was a lie. And they proved that in this episode. Crystal's got to go. I liked Crystal, and I used to go to bat for Crystal. And I used to be like, I actually really, let's trade, trade Crystal for Teddy. Listen, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Crystal is so hot and cold. Cold is winning. Crystal, I think, is like trying to just play a game at this point. You know, she's, they're all playing a game. Um, She needed a reason for us to talk about her, so she made a hot take. It really wasn't a hot take, though. It was a dumb take. If you're going to make a hot take, make a hot take. Crystal is loyal. She would make a great friend to Teresa. (laughs) oh my god, Michael, I'm dead. That's hilarious. Crystal is like going to take the side of whoever's name holds power or wealth. I agree. Crystal's a cloud chaser, you know, and that's probably why her 14 friends dropped her. Everyone's playing it safe. No, I don't think everyone's playing safe. Everyone, Sarah, was playing it honest for the most part, um, except Crystal. Crystal's like, I didn't see anything. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Why is Michael Jackson problematic? I'm old. I think because of the um, the molestation accusations against Michael Jackson. <sighs> but I, I listen. I love me some Cherie. Cherie straight up, just like listen. I like Michael. Ja- I like the music. He can be problematic, but I like the music. I like Listen, Cherie keeps it real. Like last week when she was like, listen, I wouldn't be just giving up the earrings that easily. If any of us were put in that situation, I think everybody likes to think about what they would do in that situation. I don't think any of us really know what we would do in that situation because we're not in that situation. And it's really a fight or flight survival mode situation. Teddy's boring in my opinion. People love to to dog Teddy, but I feel like Teddy, like people still talk about her so much and they have such strong feelings about her. If Teddy were really as boring as people say that she is, and I used to be one of those people that says, Teddy's boring, I hate Teddy. Then, why are we all still talking about her if she's really that boring? I mean, nobody's talking about Catherine Edwards. We all forgot about her. Nobody's talking about Joyce. We all forgot about her. We're all still talking about Teddy and have very strong feelings about Teddy. Um, But yeah, Crystal looks like a moron, and I'm not upset about it. But I don't know, Crystal. You look like a fool. I think Rena went too hard this week. But to be fair, she didn't witness the the moment just before Kyle and Kathy. I think production kind of set Rena up here a little bit because Kathy and Kyle literally bury the hatchet, and then we bring in Rena to stir the pot. And like obviously that was a production setup because they wanted Rena to stir the pot, and they told Rena come in and talk to Kathy about this, hold her accountable. So Rena came in and held her accountable. It just came right after the two sisters made up. So it makes Rina look like more of a villain. Whereas I think had that moment happened and then Kyle and Kathy had their moment to repair, maybe we, we would be feeling differently about it. But I do think at some point, Rina needs to just let it the fuck go. Like it's done. Kathy's not gonna own up to it any more than she already has. Let the mouse go. Um, I did feel really bad for Kyle. You could tell she was very uncomfortable. She was here. Uh, oh, excuse me. Um, you can tell she was very uncomfortable. And you can just tell, like she wants the ladies to make nice. And like if cat if Kat- Kathy's admitting to it to whatever degree she is, and Kat- Kyle just wants to move on, like why not just make nice for Kyle's sake, right? If you care about Kyle, you'll drop it because you love Kyle. So what Kathy did and what Kathy said was wrong. But if Kyle wants just let it go and brush it under the rug, then let it go, Elsa. Let it go. Let it go. Next week, Rinna appears to bring it up again. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Kyle starts. Kyle now starts to get bothered by it. And now I, I mean, listen, I understand Erica not wanting to let it go because they can't seem to let any of Erica's stuff go, and it feels like they're constantly grilling Erica. So I understand Erica wanting everybody to grill Kathy and hold Kathy's feet to the fire the same way they've held her feet to the fire. I think they're very different instances, but, I mean, showing a lack of remorse for crimes that your husband committed and going on a racist, homophobic rant and attacking all the women around you, like, you know, rumor has it Kathy denies the whole tantrum On the reunion so that'll be weird oh well um listen I can't keep up with these ladies I'm not surprised I've heard the same thing um I guess we're just gonna have to wait to see what the reunion brings because she definitely owned up to it to Lisa Rinna to Kyle and to all the women that she called privately off camera and Dorit mentioned it all very curious to see what the what the reunion brings I'm kind of over Kathy, to be honest. I think I don't think she's a nice person. I don't think she's a great person. I don't believe the hunky-dory character. I think little Kathy is a reincarnation of big Kathy. Did you miss Garcelle, or should she be a friend of instead? Um, I did not miss Garcelle, and I didn't even realize Garcelle wasn't even this in this episode. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. I think we should replace Garcelle with Cherie. Just going to throw that out there. Also, when do we get to Cherie saying that the rat bit her at Lisa Rinna's house? Remember that was like a rumor a while back? We never, like, saw that. I'm guessing when they filmed the reunion, Kathy thought it would be edited out. Probably because none of them, none of the women got to watch the final three episodes before it actually aired. So I'm pretty sure, because we know Kathy's lawyers were trying to strong-arm Bravo, and that's why she ends up getting this last-minute confessional that's, like, the only confessional that she gets. And she only talks about Lisa Rinna in this confessional and the car ride home from Aspen. So, interesting. We'll have to see. But don't forget, make sure you screen grab when Kathy's over here admitting to everything. And when Dorit says, I got a call from Kathy and she owned everything a thousand percent. Everybody seems to have acknowledged that this all went down. Okay, nobody denied any of it. So if Kathy's denying it at the reunion, then you can't call Lisa Rinna a liar at this point. No way. Garcelle is queen. Cherie is a bore. I think Cherie keeps it real, Casey. I really think Cherie like, keeps it real. She's honest. She tells what, she says what she feels, even if it's unpopular. I think she's a loyal friend to Garcelle. Um, I like Cherie. I don't think Garcelle has given us very much. We haven't really gotten to know her very much. We haven't really gotten much of her story. We know she's a single mom that went back on Bumble. We know she's an actress. Like, I want to hear about when, talk to me about the time your husband cheated on you, and then you emailed all of his colleagues about it. Tell me about that story. Let's get that Garcelle. Let's get to know the real Garcelle, but we're three seasons deep and we haven't really gotten to know much about her. Cherie just didn't give us enough. I liked when she was on. I don't think we got enough from her because if you looked at the original trailer, we got a lot more of Cherie in that trailer than we did this entire season. And I think some of her scenes may have gotten cut or edited out because she ultimately didn't go with the the overarching storylines. Um, But yeah, and what are your final thoughts about the show? Because we do have to wrap and then we're popping on over to After Party. So any closing thoughts about Beverly Hills or Salt Lake City as we go into the finale of Beverly Hills next week and the reunion and the rest of Salt Lake City? We know nothing personal about... Yeah, we know nothing personal about Garcelle. I like Garcelle. I think she gives good shade. I think she knows how to push some storylines. I think she'd be a great friend of... Otherwise, I think she needs to give us a little bit more. Loved Erica's vulnerability this episode. The the scene with the therapist I thought was really good. I thought she was very open and honest. She's like, listen, I I'm she's like, I know this is unpopular to say, but I'm a victim too. And it's kind of what we thought that she sees herself as a victim too. That's not to say she's more of a victim or less of a victim. She just wants some acknowledgement that she's hurting in all of this too, and her husband lied to her. Um, which people are starting to come around to. I feel like at the beginning, everyone was like, she knew, she knew, she was complicit, she was part of it. This is all a sham divorce. And then that shifted, right? And everyone's like, oh, well, maybe she didn't know, but she knows now. She knows about it now. And I'm just like, well, like, what do you want from her? Give up the earrings. Okay, she gave up the earrings. Do more. Okay, what do you want her more to do? Like, I'm just like, the goalpost is forever moving with Erica. And I'm just like, When are y'all just going to let it be? I like Garcelle too. But I just think Garcelle's a little overhyped with the fans. Sutton is a bore too. I'm enjoying Sutton. I enjoy Sutton. I think she has moments where she frustrates me and irritates me. But I enjoy Sutton. And yeah, Erica can't win for losing. I agree, Jenny. I felt like we needed that scene a long time ago. Please not her victims. I mean, she's not a criminal, but her attitude is. Her attitude isn't great. I can't defend her attitude. I've never tried to defend her attitude. Um, I just think she is in fight or flight mode. But I think we do get a lot of that in this episode where she acknowledges that she feels like a victim herself. And she talks to Sutton and she's like, listen, I tried to explain myself to you guys at the beginning and you guys couldn't be bothered by me. Like you kept thinking I was guilty of something and you kept holding my feet to the fire and crucifying me. And that's when I started to snap when you were calling me a liar. What do you think about Diana? Um, I don't know. I feel like she didn't land the way that I was hoping that she would. I wish you were going to BravoCon. I don't, but thank you. I appreciate that, my love. Um, We're not in her shoes. We're not in Erica's shoes. You're right. All right. Should we wrap things up? Dorit never really confronted Sutton about, oh, about what? comment about her lack of empathy on her robbery it's interesting because i did hear a rumor that one of the women was questioning whether or not the robbery was actually real or it was like insurance fraud i believed that person was sutton um i guess it never really went anywhere diana gave nothing i think diana tried but she just tried too hard in the wrong ways and we didn't really get to see the real diana in my opinion all right guys shall we wrap Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. You're amazing. Beautiful angel babies in the sky. Um, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I will be back on Monday recapping lots of good stuff. Brock Davies is on the show with Dave Asprey next Wednesday. I will be dropping an exclusive clip for members only Uh, Before then that way you guys get a little sneak peek at what we're going to be dishing on with Brock so you'll get an exclusive sneak peek ahead of the episode and then you'll get the full episode um, on Wednesday. Monday I do have a guest as well and we're spilling some more dish on these housewives. And then we'll be live again Tuesday for book club and Thursday for our regular Thursday night live. be sure to subscribe, smash the like button on your way out. If you do want to join our after party, it is a members only after party. I'm going to kick it off in literally like two minutes after this and we'll dive into my time working with new kids on the block. You have to be a member to join the after party on YouTube, youtube.com slash just plain Zach. If you do miss it tonight, it will be available for a rebroadcast afterwards. So look forward to that. Stay tuned. Um, it is available or members only. If you are a member, it's only 2 dollars 99 a month. You will you will get a notification once it goes live. So, or once we're live. So love you guys. Appreciate you. Have a wonderful weekend. I will talk to you in after party if you're a member and next week, if not. Love you guys. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye.